what's more important to you, the money or the legacy? The money, 100%, man. The legacy, it's nice. As soon as you pack it in, however, you've forgotten, and yeah, then there's the new kid on the block and stuff. Is money or legacy more important? That's a question I pose over to my next podcast guest, a man called Tyler Denny. He's a professional fighter, currently the European champion, and clearly wants to become world champion. Be happy, never content. Make sure you're subscribing and sharing the episode. Right, welcome back to the podcast, Steve Sully Study. Got another fantastic athlete, sports person, boxer in front of me, a man called Tyler Denny. Welcome to the podcast, mate, and thank you very much for your time. Uh, thank you for having me on. Appreciate it. All good. So um, I think I mentioned in my voice note to you, Tyler, that um, I've done a little bit of boxing myself and most of my podcast interviews are either with sports people, people like yourself, or entrepreneurs. And the reason why I like to have these conversations with entrepreneurs or athletes is because I believe they share the same sort of mindset and the same belief system. At the end of the day, if you're in business for yourself, you've got no one to fall back on. If you're a fighter, you've got no one to fall back on. You will get found out in business or in the ring if you don't put the hard work in outside of business or outside that ring. And that's why I want to have these type of conversations with good people like you, mate. All right? Yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Makes sense. Um, So uh, the first question I'd like to ask fighters, though, is... As we well know, there, there are the glitz and the glamour, there's the fame, there's the kudos, there's the endorsements, there's, the, there's all the good stuff that goes with boxing. And when you look at people like Floyd Mayweather, when you look at people like Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua, all the greats, right? They're making a shed ton of money. Yeah? yeah. And, and rightly so, because it's your business, it's your world, it's your career. But the reality is many, many boxers don't actually get to those heights. They might make a little bit of money and they get damaged along the way. So why did you, Tyler, choose to take such a risky route in life as a profession? Um, I started off just as an hobby, really. I mean, I was always more into football as a kid and whatever. And then I went amateur boxing. But to turn professional, I had a full-time job at the time, so it was always an hobby. Um, even it was still not been until I had probably six or seven fights and then I started taking it a bit more serious then but I just love it I love the competitive nature of it and I love fighting to be honest so you know if you can do that and get paid for it even better Hmm. I, I'm I'm in, I'm in business, right? And most most uh, businesses ha- have a sales division, yeah. Because if you've got a product service system, even yeah. if you're a boxer, you, you you need to sell yourself, right? And I've always been sort of I've always been under the impression that you're either made in heaven or manufactured in earth. And what that means is you've got a natural ability to 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 kind of talk and sell. And you've got to harness that skill or you're completely raw and you've got to learn all the skills on the job. Would you say that the best fighters in the world are always made in heaven or are they actually manufactured? Um, I think there's a variety of, you know, I think you could feel like a, for instance, you mentioned Floyd Mayweather. I think he's a bit more naturally gifted with the sort of stuff and the talking and whatever, whereas you can have like someone who we fought like a Ricky Atten, who's grounded, you know what I mean, hard work and got to the same sort of level and then ended up fighting each other. So I think you can be both both ends of the uh, scale, really. Um, I, I do get what you mean, but 
it's a bit frustrating sometimes in boxing. Like, but, but sometimes, no matter how good you am, it's what you can sell. And if you can sell yourself better, you'll earn probably more money than somebody who's potentially better than you. Like you see with the misfits boxing and stuff now. Um, but you know, fair play to them that they're selling themselves well and people are buying into it. So money talks, doesn't it? Yeah, I was actually going to get onto this subject, but I was going to leave it a little, little, little bit later on. Um, I've had a lot of boxers on the podcast, George Groves, uh, Kieran Ajarko, I've had obviously Elliot Whale on, Bradley Ski, Hamza Shiraz, Brian Jennings, I mean, you name it, I've had a, quite a lot of boxers on, Ted Cheeseman, O'Hara Davis, yeah. and um, I, I do get mixed answers, which is this whole YouTube influencer type of boxing that, that we have on our screens today as well as the traditional style of boxing is it a good thing for boxing overall or do you think it's damaging the sport not really that opinionated on it to be fair I think for instance if you take Tommy Fury into the equation he's a lot heavyweight isn't he Hmm. if Tommy Fury can earn millions from fighting KSI or he could fight Dan Aziz for instance British champion and get nowhere near that money if I'm Tommy Fury, I'm fighting KSI. Do you know what I mean? What What is the point of fighting a much harder fight for a lot less money? Um, and I think realistically, I think we're all in the same position. It's hard to turn down, isn't it? Someone offered me a couple of millions to run Mitzvah, so I'm on there. Um, it, it's too hard to turn down. You see, like now, say, for instance, with the golf and the football, everyone going to Saudi Arabia and stuff, even the boxers are doing it because that's where the money is. So... Mm. It's hard to turn down, isn't it? I think yeah. so, but I, 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 wouldn't say, I wouldn't say it ruins it. it definitely, I don't think it enhances it either. It gets more people into certain things. Like when Tommy Fury fought KSI, like my missus and assist, my sister was coming up to watch it and stuff, and they know nothing. I could ask them certain world champions. I've never heard of them, but it's mad the appeal that I've got. So, you know, maybe boxing can take a bit, little bit of selling themselves out, uh, out to sell themselves to make the events bigger. Yeah, um, yeah. It's hard, but like you say, but I think the casual might get carried away. Like my son, for instance, is seven and he thinks like Jake Paul and KSI and the biggest things ever in boxing. Do you know what I mean? So it, I just let him on with it now because I try and argue with him and it's like talking to a brick wall. <laughs> um, you actually said a really, really kind of um, in, not important thing, but like, okay, so it, here's my question. Someone offer you two million quid today to fight Jake Paul or one of these influencers. You, you're clearly the type of person that'll go in there and, and, and do a job on them, right? And you're going to go for the money. But then devil, devil's advocate, someone over here, call him a hate or call him a critic. They may say, well, Tyler, you're selling yourself out. You're going after the money and you're not going after the legacy. What's more important to you, the money or the legacy? The money, 100%, man. Legacy is only good. Look, look at Joshua now. Look how much critic it, critics he gets now. Do you know what I mean? People only care about you when they're winning. You start losing. It's, ah, oh, he's no good. He, he's shit and whatever. Do you know what I mean? This is a guy who's Olympic gold medalist, two-time heavyweight champion. And then if he's going to get that sort of stuff, what, what chance does the average guy get? Do you know what I mean? Mm. So, yeah, 100% the money. And you can walk away with it. I've got four kids and stuff, so... You know, you got you got to think about it longer term, and it's not just yourself, is it? But even so, the legacy, it's nice. Do you know what I mean? But as soon as you pack it in, however, you're forgotten, aren't you? And then there's the new kid on 
from the block and stuff. So for me, it'd be an easy decision. Don't get me wrong, if I could earn that sort of money whilst getting the legacy, even better. But if it's either or, um, I'm picking the money. It's a short career as well, isn't it? Like boxers, when do you finish you? I know people are going on a bit later now, but most people are finished by, say, 34, 35. So what do you do for your rest of your career then? I, yeah. I, I, you got, got potentially another 50 years of living. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely hear that. Um, Danny Garcia, right? Um, his his dad, who's a bit of a wacky guy, was being challenged once on a, on an interview, saying, you know, they call Danny Garcia the cherry because you just cherry pick everybody, and you could kind of see maybe at his early kind of some some of his career, he probably was doing that, and his dad surprisingly actually said, yeah, we are the cherry pickers because. <laughs> We're going to go after fights that we know we're going to win and make a huge amount of money. And we're going to save the harder ones to later on because if you do lose them, you've already made all this money. And I think that was quite ballsy because that, that, shows, that shows the reality behind boxing. You, you, look, if we were to convert that same conversation into business, right, and we were property people, Go and pick up all those properties. They're easy. You're going to make a lot of money off them. They're easy, easy deals. And then try and buy some big places over in Mayfair. You may not do it. It may cost you a lot of money in legals. But if you do pull them off, fantastic to you. No one criticizes a business person for doing that. But when you've got a a boxer or a fighter, why are they so uh, heavily criticized? Because you're taking easier fights. I think... The only people really probably criticise them are people not in that position. Do you know what I mean? Because you'd put them same people who are criticising them into that position and I'd think 99% would probably do the same as the people they're criticising. Um, it's all right getting a pat on the back and saying, well done, you had these hard fights, but then you're skint and you can't pay your mortgage and your bills and stuff. It's, it's not helping, is it? Um, mm. And plus a lot of boxers, that's all they know. Is boxing so say for instance like I said you finish at 35 or whatever what do you do then you've still got to get a living in you if you've not earned enough to I don't know buy a house or whatever which again 95% probably of boxers don't earn that sort of money um, so your 1% clubs so you know if someone tells you a professional footballer you'd think Ronaldo and stuff really but there's professional footballers out there on 500 quid a week or something do you know what I mean but it's just the title everyone seems to think that you minted and loaded and you got this and that but it's not really the reality of it yeah 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 I hear that um, so yourself right 23 bouts I believe you've done 18 wins you're the current European uh, champion and used to be the English middleweight champion am I right in saying you're 32 yeah 32 yeah 32 now you're not an old man uh, I'm 30, <laughs> I'm 37 I don't class myself as an old man but the reality is if I was a boxer I would be seen as not a dinosaur but you know getting on a bit and you know a few years behind me is your, your good self Tyler are you are you thinking about your next few moves? Are you thinking about the next two to three years, how much revenue can, you can get in, how many endorsements you can do, what titles you can pick up? What What is basically your next two or three year plan? Um, honestly, I've never really thought that 
deep into it. I just always want to win my next fight. If I set my goals too short term like that, and he's stood me well so far. I've got to European champion, but I think if I set it too long term and then I want to do this and that, and I kind of I'm scared of taking my after ball really. So I just want to always want to win my next fight, and then what will be will be. I think if I start making plans for after boxing or whatever, I don't want to get distracted with anything. Um, I was a plumber before boxing, so I've always got that to fall back on. Um, hopefully, I won't have to go back to that sort of stuff. But you know, um, it's a bit of reassurance. But yeah, I do. I, I've, I've, I openly say, look, I, I'd fight whoever gives me the most money. Do you know what I mean? Because and also, you take one loss in this game, is you can be in the Who Needs Them club and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Um, and and it's tough unless. Some people keep going, like say, like Deutsch is always always still in big fights and stuff. Do you know what I mean? But he's a big character, he's a big name. Um, if I get a loss, he's probably not going to be the same way. Do you know what I mean? It might be, I don't know, on undercards of, I don't know, working your way back up doing a six or I don't know, or getting a short notice fight. So it, it's tough out there. So yeah, I get as much money as I can. To be honest, hmm. guys. I wanted to hop on here to once again thank the sponsors of this week's podcast, iSecure Vehicles. When we were searching around for sponsors for the channel, we honestly wanted to get a brand, a company that would give massive amount of value to our audience. And that is definitely iSecure Vehicles. They have a wide range of products which are designed to keep your vehicle, your asset safe and secure. Some of those products are dash cameras, undetected immobilizers, and car tracking systems. Head over to iSecure to look at their products and make sure you say that the Stephen Sully Study podcast sent you there. Do you, um, there was another question I was gonna ask you actually. I'll get onto it in a minute. Like, who springs to mind? Chris Eubank Jr., yeah? I think he's a fantastic fighter, but it, it does appear when he's tried to step up levels, not really the Liam Smith one. I do honestly believe he got he got caught with that punch in the first fight and then obviously redeemed himself in the second. But the George Groves, Billy Jones Saunders, I think when he goes to that level, he does, he does get found out, unfortunately. I think he's a really good fighter. And I actually, I've never kind of interviewed him, but I think he's, he's, he's a great person. Um, but he seems to have made a lot of money because of that name and because he's got this persona, like the arrogance and people either like him or hate him. Do you ever kind of reflect on your own career, Tyler, and think, if I put on a bit more of a persona, I could have probably made a lot more money than maybe how I am right now, for example? Um, no, nah, never. I've got... I mean, I couldn't do it. I couldn't be someone I'm not... I mean, I... I, I find it too awkward to even think about it like um, I couldn't do it really like I said as much as I'd like the more money and stuff there's there's lines that I wouldn't cross over I wouldn't be fake for someone or whatever if that's how I was originally do you know what I mean I'd carry on and run with it but it's it's not in my nature really do you know what I mean like don't get me wrong if someone gives a pop at me I'm happy to give a pop back but I wouldn't not really want to stir all the stuff and whatever. Um, it might make it a bit more boring and you might have a bit less appeal. But yeah, no, nah, it's not for me. Yeah, understood, mate. So for the average kind of uh, fan, not the average fan, let's say someone getting into boxing for the first time, 
I know it's going to sound like a bit of a ridiculous question, but what is the difference by the title between a European champion and a world champion? What's the big difference there? What, as in talent-wise and stuff? Yeah, ma- maybe the mindset, is it the talent? What, what, what is it that separates a world champion from a European champion? I don't know, to be fair, I'm hoping to get there myself. Do you know what I mean? That's the next step on the line. Um, could be anything. There's been some great fighters who have never been world champions, do you know what I mean? And some of them have been unlucky. Remember Martin Murray and Mac Macklin, they've had some great fights. I think fought Sergio Martinez and could have gone their way. Um, it's a tough one and you look at some world champions who have been world champions you think wow they, they might have dropped a bit lucky there I think you need everything to align for yourself as well really like in anything you can be as good as you want and everything but sometimes not everyone but sometimes you need that bit of luck as well don't you mm. do you know what I mean mm. getting the right opponents at the right time maybe or something going in your favour could be even be a head clash or anything you, there's a lot of things man but you know but I think you earn your luck as well yeah so it's tough in it, but hopefully one day I'll be a world champion. I can uh, I can let you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no doubt, mate. We'll do the podcast part two in London when when you when, when you're world champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, as as someone who is in the game, European champion, someone that's dedicated but going to become world champion in the future, and you know you've got a good few years ahead of you. Let, let's hope. Um, when you saw the Tyson Fury against Francis Ngannou fight. What was your initial opinion when it was first announced? I just thought it's a money grab. Um, that was it, really. I thought, you know, but that's another thing as well. What is for some of the numbers out there it was crazy. Like, I don't know if they're even true, but 56 million for some fighting someone who's never had a professional boxing fight. Everyone would do the same, wouldn't they? Um, and then obviously the plan was still to fight Usyk as well. So, that nearly never happened, didn't it? And I'm watching it. I was shocked, and I'd, I'd I'd have to watch it again. But I don't know if sometimes you give Angani range because you expect so much from Fury. Do you know what I mean? You did, mm. especially when he got dropped as well. I was saying to like, the only thing that's a bit annoying. I've got a few friends who are like into MMA and stuff. Do you know what I mean? And then you say he's got no chance, but yeah, he can bang. I said he's not even going to hit him, but like. I was well wrong, man. I was well wrong. He got all jammed up. It's fact, man. He nearly took him out there, didn't he? Um, mm. Every few he had a bad day or whatever, or and Garnu just on top of the world. But I, I, I don't like to say when people have bad days. I think it takes the credit away from the other guy. Do you know what I mean? So they both had enough time to fight, whatever. So it is what it is, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, um, would you say it might be a fair statement to assume or, or to suggest that Tyson Fury absolutely underestimated Francis Nogano? I mean, you'd think so, wouldn't you? Like, from his other fights and that, but he says it never, but what is it? It's hard to say. I think only Fury could answer that for you, couldn't he? Um, but at the same time, I know he's. He might have, he's not done any boxing, but he's still a big unit. Do you know what I mean? And Garner, you wouldn't want him hitting you, would you? So, yeah, I'd like to think, even if I fought an MMA fight of that sort of structure, stature, I, I'd be on the ball, really, thinking he was kind of carrying the hopes of boxing as well. It was more than just a normal fight, wasn't it? It was mm. uh, the reputation of boxing on the line. Mm. And uh, luckily, just the way it scraped it over. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, some people did give Francis Nagano the fight. Other people gave it to, to Fury just about. Um, I think if you turn off the commentary and just watch it yeah. for what it is, I think I think for, uh, Fury does, does does win it. But you know, you could see an argument why Francis Nagano could have, could have scraped it as well. In your opinion, who actually won the fight, Fury or Nagano? Like I said, at the time I was thinking Nagano, but I think I was probably just giving him some pity rounds. Do you know what I mean? Like I've seen some like little highlights in that back, but. I think they get the rounds that Ngani won was clear rounds, and then the rounds that Fury won. If, if you win a round, you win a round, don't you? So mm. it was still a ten nine to Fury, but there was not a lot of action. But he's probably he probably nicked him. But at the time when I finished it, I thought he's lost. Fury's lost here. So maybe if I watched it again, like I said, I've not watched it again. It's not a mad fight. I was interested in it. It was more just a spectacle. I was more interested in um, Wardley and Adelaide on the undercard. To be fair, which is a good fight. That was um, very good. Good fight, wasn't it? And they got silly money for it as well. So if I can get out to Saudi as well, I'd be uh, straight putting my hand up, volunteering. <laughs> De- Defo. So we've we've got a, a big night of boxing coming up in Saudi, I think on the 23rd. I mean, have you ever seen a lineup like it? I mean, it's mental. Yeah, it's, it's mad. You've... Well, that, that's, I say you go with money talks because all them promoters would have never worked with each other, would they? Um People have wanted them to work to each other for years. Like just for instance, Frank Warren and Eddie Earn. I think that's the first time they've ever like sat at a table together and whatever, but everyone's willing to drop the egos when the money comes out. Which yeah. That's 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 just the reality of things, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, just someone who's in the sport. Who's got the biggest ego? Frank Warren or Eddie Hearn? Uh, oh, <laughs> I think they're both as bad as each other. And you know what? I do, I do kind of I kind of enjoy watching them dig at each other. It's a bit of entertainment in it, and then someone else is going to come back. I think Frank Warren's a bit more dry with it, you know what I mean? Maybe it's because of age and stuff, but he does still make me laugh sometimes, Ned Yearns, Simla. But, you know, I think when the box is quiet, I'd love to see if you could get them to, you know, like a gloves off thing. I don't mm. think it'd ever happen, but that you'd pay money to see that, wouldn't you? You, you you definitely would, and 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 overall, do you have a uh, an opinion? Who do you think's actually a better promoter, Eddie Hearn or Frank Warren? Um, you know, Frank's come back off and collapsed this year, and Eddie's obviously. I think Eddie's been. I don't think UK wise. I don't think they've been very good this year, but um, in America, he's smashing it. But um, I'm Team Shalom anyway, Ben Shalom. So. I'm one of them, so if you ask me, eventually I'll beat some both. <laughs> um, so you've got you've got Deontay Wilder versus Joseph Parker. You've got Joshua against Wallin, right? You've got Dubar against Miller. You've got Bivol against Arthur. I mean, these are these are great fights. Starting with um, Joshua and and, and, and versus um, Ellis Lowe as well. Uh, That's a random one, isn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Um, Joshua gets Wallen. What's your prediction on that? Um, I think you got to pick Joshua, haven't you? Um, but I think it could be a tricky fight. So it's not. If I was obviously, I've nothing to do with Joshua. But if I was managing him, I probably wouldn't have picked a Wallen sort of opponent. Um, South Bork and uses his feet a lot. Um, I'd like more of a straightforward in your face. I just, I just think. 
I think for the sake of British boxing, oh, I've Joshua done a lot, didn't he, for um, British boxing and uh, big stadium fights regular and that. I just you'd like to see him fight with his confidence back, wouldn't you? And um, him versus Wilder would be a great fight, but I wanted to see when Joshua's at his best. Um, yeah. But like I said, he's adapted, and I think he gets a bit frustrated with people saying that, which I can understand. Because it's one thing saying, yeah, go into this, go into that. But when you're taking them punches off 17, 18 stones, guys coming back to you, it's, um, it's a different thing, isn't it? Yeah, you, like, this is actually really quite an important conversation because um, Amir Khan, people used to say he was he was a bit chinny and that's yeah. why he would get stopped you know, quite frequently. But then if you look against, is it Peterson who stopped him in like his second, like in the yeah. second round or something crazy? It, it kind of got wiped out pr- pr- pretty hard. And that seemed to stay with him for, 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 for the rest of his career. And Joshua always looked really, really solid until he got put his backside against uh, Ruiz. And... Well, I think, I, I think as well, to be fair, I think he might have been the Klitschko fight before that as well. Yeah, that, yeah, true. Yeah, that, that might have... Um, put the doubts in his head as well yeah well I've my, my friend who's been on my podcast twice Mick Condon good good friend love him to pieces sadly lost on the weekend in Belfast and got stopped by a guy that is a very good fighter but I did not I did not see that coming yeah. and the argument is now is where that's happened to him three times now uh, against Leeward and I think the other guy was called L- Lopez yeah, yeah. Uh, oh no, was it was it Lopez or Lara? Was it Lara? Lara. Yeah, might yeah. Lara. Um, I don't know. One of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it seems like your brain is is now finely tuned. Where when you get hit pretty hard in the head, it just wants to switch us straight away. Whereas before, it wouldn't have done that. Is that really a thing as a boxer? Do you, do you see the logic and science behind that? Um, I mean, it's not happened to me, so I can't myself but it looks that way doesn't it it does look that way whether it, the thing the thing is what some of the comments as well on certain people saying get knocked out they say oh he's got no bollocks or whatever and all this stuff I don't know so every time Amir Khan got dropped he, sometimes his worst thing was getting trying to get back on his legs was all over the place do you know what I mean but he was in there trying to do things. Do you know what I mean? Joshua got dropped four times and stuff against Ruiz. He still gets up and carries on. Um, I'm not sure. I've not really been in that situation. And touch wood, it, um, it doesn't happen. But hmm. there seems to be a theme, doesn't there? But but it's not... Maybe it's a, it's a mindset thing. More of a reality thing. Thinking, I don't want to get hit with them shots. For instance, Joshua. Because there's a potential that I could get down and stuff. Do you know what I mean? And where it used to be like a bit more ruthless, a bit more entertaining. Uh, and then he's got all the money in the world, but like health is wealth, isn't it? There's no point having that money when you could be cabbaged up or something, not doing anything. And it's a dangerous game. So it's hard for people really to say, go into this, go into that, when you're not the ones taking the punches. Yeah. The, uh, and on the, on the note of money, right? So Joshua, what? How, how much? What's his net worth? Hundred, hundred and fifty mil, two hundred yeah. mil. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what, but it's going to be up there, right? I mean, he's set for life, and so is his family. Do you think when you've got a hundred million pound in the bank, it takes your edge away as a elite fighter? 
Potentially, but then I think you could you could easily just say, I don't do it no more. Do you know what I mean? And he could live the rest of his life. I'm sure how much money he's got, like I say, it's a silly amount. He could not box. He could could do what he wanted for the rest of his life. So I think it probably says something about him that he's still willing to go for it. Because it's not the fighting, really, I don't think. I think the fighting's probably, for me, anyway, that's the fun part. It's going through the camps and stuff, do you know what I mean? Training, your body's aching, you've got to get up early and do some runs or whatever. I think if you can have that dedication still to that, with all that money in the bank, I think that that does say something. Um, I was speaking to Liam Davis in the gym just last week about it. He was saying, if I had like 100 million in the bank, I, I don't know if I could do this anymore, but like I say, until I'm in that situation, it's, it's hard because I think it's that love of it as well. But I think also that love of it can kind of be your downfall as well because some people don't know when to stop. Um, they can have all the money in the bank and stuff. But like I say, when you've done boxing your whole life, people don't know what to do, man. And then you, you can see people doing this and that or whatever, like, you know, with a cow book thing afterwards, it could be a, a downward spiral. Um it's a tough one. I think I think it's an individual sort of thing. But me personally, if I lost the fire for it, I'd I'd probably I'd like to think I'd say that's enough really. Um but I only can answer for myself. But I do look at them guys with like hundreds of millions of bank and I think, well, I, I like these guys for still putting themselves through this this game and look at the stick that they get and stuff, they could just go and live a quiet life into something else. I mm-hmm. think when you're in such like a, a big name I think, say if you use Joshua, you couldn't even walk to the shop, could you, and go and get some bread and milk without getting harassed or something. I think it's tough, man. Yeah. It's tough. There's, um, you know, a uh, bit of a funny question, but does 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 fame and recognition, does that does that drive you? No, no, no. I'm like, I, I do everything. I, I don't want no more than I've got now, to be fair. Um my life's just exactly the same as before from when I first started off to now. And I think ideally I'd like to keep that the same as even if I progress, say be a world champion or whatever. Um, I'm not in it for that. I've got no interest at all. I don't watch like any, yeah, Mr. wants to put like Love Island or that, like not when I'm in there. So I've got no interest in all that sort of stuff. Like I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm just a simple guy really. You know, if I want to watch TV, I'd put like football or boxing, some sort of sport on or I don't know, some action film. I've got no interest in uh, um, celebrity sort of lifestyles. Yeah. Um, going back to this uh, Saudi card, yeah. So Deontay Wilder is uh, going to fight Parker. I personally believe that I think Parker's a great fighter, but I just think he's just way too dangerous. Wild, and I think he's just going to probably knock him out at some point. That's my that's my honest opinion. They're saying that who you know the winners, you know Joshua and Wilder will will come come head to head at some point in in the new year. Honestly, who do you believe will win, Wilder or Anthony uh, Joshua? Are you so always back Joshua? Like I was that confident that Joshua would. Um beat him but I don't know anymore man because I think the way Joshua box his last few has been a bit hesitant and while they're only is that one punch don't they mm. but I'd like to say, I'd, it depends what sort of tactics Joshua done if he was a bit more aggressive and even not even aggressive punching because you know if you fought him the second and third time and leaned on him because Wilder's a lot lighter than these guys isn't he could use a physical side against him um, 
I'm gonna still I'm, I'm gonna stick with Joshua, man. I'm gonna stick with him, but I, I can see why people say Wilder all day. Do you know what I mean? He's got that dynamite punch, and he's not fought since he knocked out Elanius. I don't know how long is that? It was like two years ago or something. Mm. Do you yeah. know? So, Eight, Eighteen months, maybe. Yeah, two years, maybe. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Joshua fought Elanius and went eight rounds with him, and didn't set the world alight, did he? So. No. Who knows? And um, Fury or Josh Joshua? Who wins that one? Oh, that's a, it's, it's another thing, isn't it? Like before, I would just pick Joshua hundred percent, and then say a year ago or whatever, I would pick Fury one hundred percent. But then when you see Fury's uh, performance since they got on there, it makes you think, well, I, I, I really don't know. I'd probably still pick Fury. Do you know what I mean? But, He'd have to be a lot better than his last uh, performance, wouldn't he? Definitely, definitely. So, okay, uh, g- just a couple more things uh, from you, Tyler. So, I know you're European champion, 32 yeah. years of age, taking the fight by fight. What What do you actually fear as a as a as as not not just a fighter, but also as a family man? You're a, you're a father, yeah. So, I, I'm a dad. Yeah. I've got two young t- two two young boys, five year old, two year old, and Certain fears that I never had when I was single, I now had them slightly because I've got two young kids. I'm, I, I th- it's not about me, it's about them, you know, what they might miss out on. So what do you fear as a father and also as a fighter? Um, nothing like that, to be fair. Maybe you should, but I don't think you can let them sort of feelings get... Because if you thought about it too much, you wouldn't have boxing in the first place, would you? So... Um, the only thing I fear is I don't fear losing. I fear not putting in hundred percent. I mean, like I I can take a loss um, if the guy's better than me, but I couldn't t- I couldn't take it if I let myself down in my training. I cut corners and that sort of stuff. When I I could have won if I would have uh, prepared properly and stuff. That's what I fear. Like um, losing through lack of effort. Do you know what I mean? That's what I fear. I don't fear losing. But I fear of losing through lack of effort because there's no excuse for lack of effort. Um, so that's what pushes me on in my training, in my day-to-day life, everything. So I haven't got, like I say, I've got no fear. I just, I want to do everything possible. So and if, I, if I do lose, I can get to bed. I can get to sleep at night thinking I've done my best. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's, what yeah. that's the only thing that pushes me. Fear of not doing my best and not putting 100% in. And um, I've got a good team around me, so... That, that never happens that never happens I'm not allowed for that to happen I think you need the right people so if you go to something like, if I went to a box gym on my own I might I don't know think I'm doing my best but then you've got your coaches and your teammates pushing you on you, you get that extra bit more don't you so I think that's important really having the right people around you yeah definitely definitely what what about look at uh, Nick Blackwell scenario right yeah. I, I heard, I, I don't know the ins and outs of it. Obviously, there was that very, very sort of brutal loss against Chris Eubank Jr. But then I heard he maybe got better, went to do some sparring, just chucked himself back in the deep end and, and kind yeah. of re recaused this, 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 this life-changing injury. I mean, that can happen to the best of you, right? You know, the, the I, I don't want to say ego took over, but you can see if you're a proper fighter and a proper warrior, no matter what happens, you always want to go out on your shield, regardless whether you're in a competition 
scenario fight or you're just doing sparring because that's what that's that's your makeup um do do do, do you think that one day like you know there, there could be a punch that you walk on to that could actually change your life forever um i hope not <laughs> oh. i hope not um but in this situation i think it's different because you already had a major thing going on and i think i think if the people he was with when he went into that Jim to spar again, cared about him, they wouldn't allow, allow it to happen. So I think that was bad on them. Um, like I said, I don't know if there's any truth in it. I think there's good sources say that's what happened. But really, if I was thinking, if that was my friend, then that had already happened. In the fight originally, you got your coconut, so if it is fighting for the British title, um, you wish him all the best luck in the world. But if that's already happened, then you go back into the ring and, you know, if you was there at the time, I think you should look at yourself and think, why, why did I stop that? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'd be willing to fight my friend to stop him. Do you know what I mean? Or well, not fight him because obviously, but let him hit me. Why, why not let him, You know what I mean? I'd do everything to do to stop him going into that ring at that time. Um, so, I, I don't know what to say. I think it's just bad, bad people around him allowed that to happen. From his point of view, I can see he's got that fight in him still. Probably thinks he's better now. But, Everyone knows that it's not like you're not going to know that happened. It was like a national sort of thing, especially if you're with him at the time. You're going to know, oh, that's not, that's not, that, well, that's the guy uh, who uh, Eubank fought and all that happened. So I think that was quite bad on the people that was there. Yeah. So, okay, what's your, what's your next, uh, what's your next few fights look like, uh, Tyler? What, what's happening in, in, in the world of Tyler Denny and where do you, where do you see yourself in, 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 in as far as like, the next few fights in order to get to world 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 status? Um, well, I've got the European now, so I should get ranked by the governing bodies just waiting for the new rankings to come out. And um, you never know what's at the corner, because if you're in the rankings, then you can get picked for a voluntary. So hopefully that could happen. But in the in the meantime, I've, I think I'm fighting early next year. I'm not sure when. Yeah, but that's what I've been told early next year. Defend the European, hopefully win. And uh, in for a massive fight in the summer. That's, that's that's the plan. But you know, in this boxing game, anything can happen, can't it? So yeah, um, I think the important bit is just staying ready all the time. Uh, this is what I do full time. So if I'm not training, what else am I doing? Do you know what I mean, uh, I've, that's all I do. I, I can't sit in the house for too long, or I'll get bored. So. And I can't trust myself to not eat out of the kitchen. So I just uh, get in the gym two, three times a day, whatever, and keep active. I've got the kids to keep me active. Um, to keep busy training and to take the fights when they come. I don't turn fights down, man. Just give me a fight and I'm there. Yeah. Um, you're in a very hard division, yeah? Obviously, people have got their eyes set on you because you're a champion, yeah? So in your division, who do you look at and think, I need to go through this person in order to become world champion. Who would you say in your division right now is your hardest fight, Tyler? Um, in Britain, I'd probably say Eubank. And he's got the name as well. Like Eubank and Smith. I think Eubank and Smith are probably set a world. And then you've probably got, like, say if they're one and two, and you could have, like, three to ten, and I'm sure everyone would fancy themselves. I mean, not saying they wouldn't fancy themselves against Eubank or Smith, but I think they've kind of earned the right to kind of like massive fights only. Do you know what I mean? Um, the, the, it's a good division. Even in Britain, you've got Amazon, Shiraz, um, myself, 
Kieran Conway, Nathan Heaney's won the British. He beat Denzel Bentley as well, good fighter. Liam Williams, he's stacked. And then worldwide as well. Um, yeah, and I bet it looks like the man. Um, and you still got Charlo as well. So, but if any of them want to uh, call me out for voluntary, I'm there, 100%. <laughs> Down for it, man. <laughs> this is my last question to you, all right? I came up with my, my own mantra when I first started my business, and it goes like this. Be happy, never content. Now, I've got my own interpretation of what that means, Tyler, but if I were to ask the professional fighter, European champion, Tyler Denny, what does be happy, never content mean to you? Um, look, I think it means what it means to you. Like you say, a lot of people, especially with social media and stuff as well, they can think uh, a lot of people are faking now. They'll pretend they're happy, but really they might be a bit content. But you can do what you got to do to be happy. Um, whether that's going across someone, I don't know, like um, against the grain. Do you know what I mean? But be happy. Don't settle. Don't settle for less than what you think. And know your worth. Top man. Thanks for uh, thanks for your time, bro. Um, I know you're uh, you're probably in between training and stuff, or rest, or, yeah. or eating. Um, so I appreciate eating it, time, mate. man. Eating time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, look, I ho- hopefully we can get a uh, podcast part two in when you're world champion and when you're in London. Yeah. We we'll stay we we'll stay in communications. This is going to be out in about a week's time, and I really really appreciate it, Tyler. Thank you once again. Okay. Nice one, top man. Cool, mate. Bye bye.